Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey, we're psyched to be with you guys here today, as always. Uh, and I'm going to ask if there is a message that you pick up today in the in this episode that really resonates with you. And you think of another DC in your world, in your life, we're going to ask you to share it. Uh, sharing this podcast is an act of kindness, just like the promotion of chiropractic, right? Sharing this episode will help another Cairo serve more patients, right? Our purpose is to restore health, right? So we restore health through you and through the rest of our clients and our circle of influence. So we just thank you in advance for doing that. If you think of another chiropractor here today who just, man, they needed to hear that message, please pass this on. We just so appreciate you. Today's conversation as I'm going to be speaking directly to any CEO, any leader out there who on occasion might get frustrated just even for a moment with the people on their team because they feel like, man, am I the only one that's looking into the future of this business, right? So Dr. Pete, today is going to be a powerful conversation. I think it's going to be a per perspective shift. Uh, that's going to bring you more peace. It's going to make you a better communicator. It's going to bring you a better, make you a better leader. And ultimately, you're going to get what you want from your team because you're going to be able to speak in a way that is going to actually stretch their perspective into the future so they can make decisions today that will help shape uh, your vision story of tomorrow. I love how we're going to take a concept that can feel um, just very very arbitrary or very um, heady and make it very practical. We're going to take a concept of vision and we're going to make it very practical today. I think this is a conversation that we keep revisiting as CEOs. As you know, if you're a listener to this podcast, we also have a program in our scale program for our scale season doctors called the Remarkable CEO Program. And, and a lot of our discussions within the context of our coaching mastermind groups and coaching conversations uh, in the dynamic of these 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 conversations and discussions that we have actually comes back to this, which is vision. If we think even about troubleshooting, if you're going to troubleshoot any issue in your business, the first thing we have to go back to always is what's the vision, right? So we always are going to go back to this vision. And as the CEO of your business, your primary objective, your first function that you are essentially accountable for is vision and vision casting. And so Dr. Steven, I love that we're going to unpack this in a very practical way. Uh, and like you said, it's going to be distilled down to uh, through your team, which is essentially if you're a, if you're a great leader, right? Great leaders are good leaders, uh, create followers, great leaders, create leaders, right? So this idea of, of creating leaders to help lead or to fulfill the vision right? So, so real leading would be that the vision became fulfilled. And again, leading not, hey, I did this all myself, or it was we did this. So as a collective, we moved this towards this vision, towards this mission, and we achieved, we achieved this great outcome. What is that? Whatever that was that you had for your business. So Dr. Steven, this is going to be very practical. 
and it's going to be be distributed all the way down through your team, which I'm really excited about today. Yeah. So the you know the inspiration for today's conversation um, actually came out of a mastermind from this past week uh, in the Remarkable CEO program. So one of the doctors was really visibly frustrated. We we're talking about scorecards, right? So talking about like using a scorecard to set expectations and agreements with team members, you know, so for those of you who aren't familiar with scorecards, we've of course done lots of content on this, but I'll just go super high level. Um, the scorecard is a way for us to create clarity for everybody on your team. What, what's important now? This is what we want you to focus on this quarter, right? So a scorecard is um, distributed to every team member every quarter you get a scorecard that uh, essentially delineates a set of uh, responsibilities that will be measured. And those measurements are known as KPIs or key performance indicators. Those are the metrics that they're going to be accountable to because those are the responsibilities they have because they're in that role on your team, right? So in other words, if you set up the expectation that you play this role or this function in the business, you're my check NCA or you're my caregiver associate doctor or whatever in that under that function if this is a set of responsibilities that are organized each one of those responsibilities or activities can be measured that measure measurement is called a key performance indicator and we will set goals for those key performance indicators so a scorecard typically has five of those kpis or five activities that we're going to focus on this quarter and we're going to set goals against those KPIs, right? So what you're doing is you're establishing a focal point for your team member, every team member, and you're creating expectations and agreements around those things. And you're going to be meeting on a 30, 60, 90 day rhythm. So a monthly rhythm to check in and hold them accountable, right? So the scorecard is super powerful in that it creates that elusive thing called focus. And we know that as CEOs, we're always trying to create greater focus for our team members because focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity. So scorecards are the tool that create this quarterly sense, this quarterly view, right? And a monthly rhythm of visibility and accountability for everyone on your team. That's how powerful that is, right? So long story short, this, this CEO was showing up to the mastermind frustrated and he made this statement. He said, you know what, you know, sometimes or often I feel like I'm the only one who has a future view of this business. Like, the, I like the, I'm the only one that's looking ahead. I'm the only one that's looking down the road. I'm the only one that's looking at our annual goals and our quarterly goals and what have you. And, and he was just so frustrated by that. And I looked at him, and I'm like, do you know why? Uh, because you are. <laughs> <laughs> and he just didn't like that answer. And I was like, listen, bro, <laughs> you are the visionary, right? Like you are, that is your job. That is your role in the business, right? So mm. when we talk about somebody has, you know, the capacity to do a role well, like the reason that you are trusted with the position of being the CEO, the reason that you have, you are a visionary, that you are a leader that has followers, the reason that people are following you is because you have the capacity to see into the future and act accordingly today, right? So, and that was the essence of this conversation. Pete, it comes down to this. The reality is, is that we're supposed to take a three decade view of our life, right? So at all times, you should always have a three decade view of your life and your business, right? So if you looked at your practice and said three decades out, what does that mean? For a lot of you listening, you're like, well, wait a minute, 30 years out, it's like, yeah, what it does is it said to you, says to you loud and clear, you better have a legacy plan. You better have an exit strategy, right? So you gotta make sure your practice doesn't, you know, retire with you, right? So that's a, 
you, you're making decisions based on a three decade view of your business, right? Now you should also keep a three year view, a vision for the business so that you know that that's the ultimate view or the ultimate vision of the business that we're making day-to-day -day business decisions against. We should have a three-month action plan, right? So that three-month or quarterly action plan, this is the job of the CEO. We are the one, we are the one person in our practice, in our business that has the capacity to look out three decades, three years, and really, frankly, three months and make decisions and act accordingly today to, in order to manifest that vision story. That's literally our role. And truth be told is that if you look around your team, the rest of the team most likely is operating with either a three week view or a three day view. And dare I say, I bet you have people on your team that are actually operating with a three hour view of your business. Dr. Steven, I um, think this is so important. I know this is coming on the, um, the heels of a couple conversations we had regarding the CEO, COO, same page meeting, as well as the coffee break. Um, and this goes back to going back to that CEO and his comments, you know, it can be very lonely. It, it feels to be a visionary, right? It can feel very lonely um, in that role and, and that um, it, it can, that can happen. Um, and so what I would again, respond in that situation is that, that's the reason why that's exactly why we have set up the accountability chart the way that we have that's exactly why we set up these rhythms these meeting rhythms and training rhythms the way that we have so that you can cast the vision it's very lonely as a visionary it can feel very isolated at the top or in that position un unless you have the opportunity to share and cast your vision so the first thing that i would ask that that ceo is have you been casting your vision because what happens is that can, you can feel isolated, you could feel alone in that if you haven't cast the vision and people haven't caught the vision and they're not walking with you, walking out the vision. Yes, you're always ahead, but you're also able to, again, second, one of your, your number two objective is what's important now. So you're still, even while you're thinking about and strategically looking ahead and what's important next, you also are invested in the what's important now. So there's this dynamic where as a CEO, you are casting vision. And that is the key. It's not just having a vision, it's casting the vision. And when you cast it, you release it, something releases from you, it's therapeutic, it's actually essential for you, you you find yourself you have to be casting your vision. And, and what has to happen is that people need to be catching it. And if you feel like you're speaking to deaf ears and people that aren't listening, people that aren't taking action, that's when frustration comes in, Dr. Steven, I find. So it, it's one is having the vision, being the visionary. Number two is, is then learning how to cast the vision the appropriate times to the appropriate people in the appropriate way, casting the vision, capturing that vision, getting it caught. And then with, within the concept of being caught, then it being executed on. And so I think, Dr. Stephen, this is where we're going to go a little bit today. Last thing is that CEO, COO dyna dynamic. One of the beautiful things about that relationship is that at least one person on your team is, is also responsible to take your vision and to make sure it's being executed. While I lead the business, this person runs the business. What does that mean? I lead with vision. It's executed on. And that's what's happening with that CEO and COO. So remember, You've got these dynamics built into your, not only your scorecard, but also into the, the dynamic of your accountability chart and grid and your meeting rhythms. And when those things are all in place and happening, that's how you steward your vision well. 
Yeah, it just takes us right back to our COS system, right? The chiropractic operating system, which is simply a collection of tools and meetings, right? So we have we have these tools, which are reporting systems that give us visibility into the business. And we have meeting rhythms, which are daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly meeting rhythms that force a collision and exchange of information, right? So if we recognize, wow, my role in the village, my genius is the ability to cast a vision, to be able to see into the future, three decades into the future, three years into the future, three months in the future, that's what I'm really good at. And then operating on the, in the now today, putting that on the ground, that's my role in the business. Okay, so I get that's my role. Now I'm surrounded by this team. I have to have mechanisms in place that stretch their ability to look into the future so that they can operate accordingly, right? So we have board meetings every quarter, which stretches them out to a whole quarter, right? And of course we have goal setting where we set the BHAG for the whole year, but the board meetings actually stretch that to the quarterly view. We have the scorecards, which we use in a quarterly fashion, stretches out their ability to look forward 90 days, 30, 60, 90 day reviews, right? So we have the scoreboard, which is our weekly um, team meeting tool that drives the team meeting. So now we have a weekly consciousness and a monthly consciousness off of the scoreboard. Uh, so Dr. Pete, we use these tools and we use the meeting rhythms to stretch those people that might be having just this three week view or the three day view of your business. And yes, even those that have the three hour view of your business, we have to continually be casting that vision in front of them and setting our own expectations of what their viewpoint is of the business, right? So we don't get frustrated and we just literally embrace the fact that it's, wait a minute, it's actually our role that we come alongside them and constantly keep their head up, looking forward and then head down what's important now based on that vision story. Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. I don't think there's anything um, more practical to discuss than what happened during the pandemic, right? So what happened was all of a sudden, you know, for a lot of us, we had a vision, right? So we, we saw where we were going with our business. Then all of a sudden what happens? Things hit the fan, the world shuts down. And then it was like, well, where do we go from here? And I'm just going to speak to many of you on this line. You showed up and you showed up in a big way. And we talked about how people are going to remember, you know, they're going to remember how you led and they're going to remember what you said during this time and, and specifically what you did. And so you were that person. And so I just want to call forth that, that leader within, within you and just say, hey, you walked through in this past just few years. I mean, the Pearl Harbor moment of our, of our time. I mean, this was, this was what we just walked through. So without vision, you, you would have never made it through this. So you had to have vision. And, you know, for example, Dr. Steven, I know when we released, you know, the Phoenix plan and we unpacked that, how powerful that was for so many of you, what was that? That was like, oh, hit things hit the fan. And all of a sudden it's like, what are we going to do now? It was like, you know what? We've got to have a plan. We've got to have a vision. 
So sometimes, you know, as a CEO, you're walking through, something happens. You didn't necessarily have a plan for that. So you immediately go back into your visionary closet and you go back to that place of, okay, all right, this is where we're going. I thought we were going to take this road. We're, we're going to have to go left. We're going to take a little detour. But you know what? The vision of where we're going still hasn't changed. And I think that the the pandemic was just a great example of what happens in real life, right? So you say, all right, this is our vision for 20. This is our 2030 vision, right? We got 10 years. We've gotten to the, the roaring 20s and we were, we were like, here we go. And then all of a sudden, what happened? Derailed. That didn't change the fact that we had a destination that we were going to. If anything, from a health perspective, it enhanced it. It made it even more significant. However, the path that we were going to go, we're going to have to take a left. We're going to have to take this side road. We're going to come back around. We just had to do that. And a lot of us, our visions have, have went through a change over the last two years. But how many of you can agree that right now you've got more clarity, more conviction, more certainty, more a better direction for where you're going with your vision because you had to go through that challenge? So I'm going to encourage you too. We talk about stretch. Dr. Stephen, you've been using the word stretch. So when you go into the stretch zone, that's growth zone, right? So this is an opportunity to grow. So if you're feeling a little bit of a challenge here uh, with vision casting and getting your team to catch it and, and then execute on that, if there's, a, if there's a little bit of a struggle and a challenge there, embrace that, dig into that, press into that. Because inside of that, in that struggle becomes the, grows the character and the capacity. We talk about the capacity to grow. Guess what, have to, guess what you have to have to have capacity? Character. Guess how character gets formed? In the fire. What, what's the fire? In the struggle. And the struggle is real. And so when we can embrace this as leaders, casting vision, it helps the people that we've been called to lead to develop the capacity to become the leader. Who do I need to become in the pandemic? Who do I need to become in the journey to the next peak on the mountain? And so that's what we're doing is we're taking the vision and we're constantly recasting it, and we're constantly recruiting our team to come alongside of us and say, hey, this is where we're going. This is what's important now. This is what's important next. Do you see it? And if they don't see it, you have to recast until they see it. And when they see it, that's when it's like, all right, I'm in, let's go. So Dr. Steven, this becomes very practical because for me, if I look at the chiropractic operating system, this becomes a daily rhythm. This becomes a weekly rhythm. This becomes a monthly rhythm. This becomes a quarterly rhythm. And now when we start building the vision casting and it boils all the way down to a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly rhythm, this is where, again, it becomes very, very practical. And as a CEO or as a visionary, again, you, you, you're not alone anymore. Dr. Steven, could you, can we just take a minute? I really want to talk through this concept of the, the visionary's role in stretching the capacity of the team to see the future. And then that then in turn, them acting accordingly. I, I really like to talk through this just a little bit more today, because I do think that, um, you know, for us as CEOs, it's important for us to, to not only have this for ourselves, but to be able to recruit our team into that process. So, you know, this is about us becoming the next level of leader, right? So, you know, we can get frustrated. Like if this is a blind spot for you, if you're like, hell yeah, I didn't realize I was actually getting, I was getting frustrated. I was getting frustrated. And that was the root of it. It was people aren't like head up, like looking down the road, like they're not future casting. They're not, they're, they're not making decisions today based on where we're going to be tomorrow and in a month and a year and five years. It's like, cause that, that, you know, that creates that WTF, you know, physiology, right? So, and you know, this is critical that as, as CEOs, we protect 
our mindset. And we don't want to be in a WTF mindset because as it changes your physiology, physiology primes your performance, your performance drives your outcomes, right? So you're not going to perform well as a leader. You have to turn that WTF into what, where's their focus, right? So if you want to help them get stretch that uh, ability to see into the future and make decisions around what's most important now is you've got to ask yourself, what are they focused on right now? So it's like, are they clear on what they're supposed to be focusing on? So all of the tools and the meeting rhythms, ultimately what they're creating is they're creating clarity, focus, and accountability. That's the purpose of the whole thing, right? So utilizing, you know, the things like the scorecards and the scoreboards, right? So using your metrics, like your vital signs and your 90 day project planner, right? So having your board meetings and your individual quarterly reviews, Dr. Pete, those are the mechanisms that are in place to actually stretch, you know, their, yep. their, their viewpoint, right? So that is, that is actually how you force the function. Otherwise what happens is people get their head down and they are just head down, bum up in the quagmire of the day-to-day -day operations, right? They're not picking their heads up and looking forward. So that's the essence of those meeting rhythms. And ultimately as the CEO, we can't get frustrated when they don't naturally do that. That's why you're the CEO. It's like the lead singer of the band being frustrated when no one else in the band can sing like they do. It's like, no, no, bro. That's why you're the lead singer. Don't get frustrated that we don't have your voice. I'm back here keeping the beat, right? So it's like, that's my role in the village, right? So if you change your perspective, you won't get frustrated. It's actually you recognize what an honor it is to be trusted with a group of people that are leading you, you know, to lead a community, right? So it just, it changes your physiology. That's a much healthier physiology to lead from, you know, than, you know, the point of frustration, right? And Dr. Pete, I'm going to put an, uh, an exclamation point on this. And here's the punchline. Uh, this is something that uh, my good friend and business partner, Dr. Alan Miner says all the time is your capacity to see into the future and act accordingly today is the best predictor of your capacity to add value and capture value, right? So in other words, your ability to look into the future, have clarity around your vision of what success looks like in a year, three years, five years, three decades out, your capacity to have clarity on that vision and make decisions today that lead you towards that is the best predictor of your capacity to earn, to make mm. money. So, right? so and, you, and it's amazing as you look at that around your team, you're like, hey, yeah, that's absolutely right. Like some people who have the ability to see out three decades and make choices today that take us there, those are the, they have an infinite capacity to earn, to add value and capture value. Capture value means make money, right? So the, the person that can see three years out, they've got a, they've got a really high, capacity and potential to earn, right? So the person who can see three weeks out, they've got a higher potential than the person that can only see three days out, right? Which of course, you know, has a higher capacity than the person that can only, is only focused on the next three hours, the next shift, right? So, you know, ultimately, you know, this is why we get the big bucks, Dr. Pete. Right? Uh, we're the ones that can look into the future, create clarity for everybody and establish based on that vision story of success, this is what's important now, and this is what's important next. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEOs. So 
as promised, I am here today in the studio with a new friend of mine, a colleague of mine who I've been uh, hearing about over these past, let's call it year, year and a half since I know we've been uh, working with your company and you've been serving so many of our doctors, especially in Australia. I am honored to have with me today in the studio, Dr. Omar Ayubi, an amazing chiropractor. He's been a chiropractor for two decades. Can you believe it's already been 20 years for you, man? I mean, time flies when you're having fun. An incredible doctor, uh, chiropractor, and also radiologist. So it's not often you meet a, a chiropractor who's also licensed um, as a radiographer, but, but he is. And uh, so, Doc, before we get into some of the questions that I have for you and how you're helping doctors use leverage to function as CEOs and create a bigger impact, a greater income in their businesses. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. What's, uh, what, what, what would you want us to know about you? Uh, again, I told the audience just a little bit, but anything else you'd want us to know? And then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grill you a little bit here today. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Pete, for that. I uh, really appreciate this opportunity and, and your time. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm from Sydney, Australia. And I think a lot of the the stuff that we're going to be talking about today really it appeals more to the Australian-based chiropractors. The business that we run appeals to, to them rather than the, your US audience. So just, just to give it a little bit of context. But yeah, uh, I'm Omar Yubi, uh, qualified radiographer and, and chiropractor. Been a chiropractor since 2002, 2003. It's been a long time, so I'm forgetting the years now. And uh, yeah, so it's been about 20 years. And time does fly. And I'm thinking more about that every day. Yes, time does fly. And uh, so we started, um, our chiro chiropractic business is, is the Back Clinic. We started that in 2003. Um, and then in 2013, we started Innate Radiology, which is, Innate Radiology is a teleradiology service for Australian chiropractors. We provide that service Australia-wide. Um, and that started in 2003 we, and we've been running it ever since ever since then and uh, as you've already mentioned i do have a radiography background as well and that gave me um it gave me insight into the radiology field and being a chiropractor i merged those two fields together and we're helping a lot of australian chiropractors with those with that background so i love this and, and i love talking to an entrepreneur and it, it's very clear to me right now and i think our audience and hopefully a lot of the us who heard you say that are sticking around because this is going to be awesome this is a great interview and i want them to hear from you because you're a ceo who is innovating and you've created a business and we always say a business exists to solve a problem that's what exists yeah. if for someone else that's what it exists for so let me ask you, so you were inspired at some point to launch this business. So here you were 2002 and three launched the back clinic. You guys are going, 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 serving, saving lives. All of a sudden 2013 comes up. Talk to me about that. What's going on? What's going on inside of your, your entrepreneurial brain that made you decide, okay, I'm going to launch another business. Take us through that problem solving. Like, what are we going to go after? I'd love to hear that. Yeah. I love it, man. I love, I love the entrepreneurial thing. I, I really love it. This is what I think about is what I uh, talk about every day with people, right? So I love it, this entrepreneurial spirit. So, so what, what was it with me? So uh, I was a qualified radiographer first, right? That was my undergraduate degree. And we did chiropractic as a postgraduate. And while I was studying chiropractic, um, after I'd finished a radiography degree, I was working as a radiographer in, in medical centers, in hospitals. And I gained an insight into 
how chiropractors and other practitioners, but how chiropractors, because I was studying chiropractic at the time, were able to refer for, for radiology exams, right? Now, in, in Australia, we've got, we've got these services, the radiology services paid for by the government. It's, it's a Medicare program. So, um, so in the Australian context, patients, uh, citizens of Australia get their x-rays paid for by the government. So I'm working as a radiographer, I'm seeing that, hey, chiropractors can refer for x-rays. The patients are coming in. They don't have to pay for it, right? And I'm thinking, hang, hang on a second. So this is while I was studying chiropractic. I, I was able to go, hey, hang on a second. There's something going on here. There's a, there's a referral thing going on here. Uh, the patients are getting the service for free. And I was already thinking before I had even graduated as a chiropractor, hey, man, I've got something here. The chiropractor can refer... If, if the chiropractor had their own x-ray machine and in Australia, you know, some chiropractors do have their own x-ray machine. They're able to take their own x-rays. They can refer. And if I can bring Medicare into that, into the chiropractic profession and allow chiropractors to bill the government for this service, uh, I think this is a win-win for everyone, the customer. Um, and if I, can, if, if I can remunerate the chiropractors somehow, it's a win for the chiropractic owners or their businesses because obviously they're making money out of this. So it's a win for all parties, the customer, the business owner. It's a win for us where we're able to provide this service and everyone, everyone's winning out of this. So this all came about while I was studying chiropractic and working as a radiographer and getting insight into that field and how the government is paying for that service that the chiropractors were already using. So you didn't, but you didn't start it right away. So you finished your chiropractic studies and you started your practice, but it was almost a decade later before. So you were, you were taking your own x-rays in your clinic and your, in, in the back clinic, you were, you were marking and, and analyzing your own and doing your own reporting. So it took yeah. about, you know, almost a, a decade before you launched this. What was that? What was kind of the, what had to happen for you in your business, your first business before you were able to launch the second business? Yeah, so um, being a, a young, so I'm 44 now. So if we go back 20 years ago, I was 22, 23, 24 by the time I graduated from chiropractic. Being a 24-year-old, um, I was young. Um, even though I had the idea, I didn't have confidence. I, I, I really, so if I think back at myself 20 years ago, I lacked a lot of confidence. I had no experience. I had no family members in the business of radiology. Even though I was working in radiology, there was, there, was, there was no one to go to with that. So what I was doing for that first decade was using my, um, my contacts within the radiology field or some of the people that I used to work with had their own radiology business set up. And I, was, I, I made an agreement with them. I had a, a working relationship with them. I said, hey, man, look, I'm going to take my own x-rays. How about, you know, you, you, know, you do the reporting. You know, you've got the radiologists already. Um, You've got the whole setup. You've got the whole infrastructure. Oh, how about I use your infrastructure, and um, you know, you you remunerate us a small fee for that. You know, uh, so that was the setup for the first decade. I I didn't have confidence. I didn't have the experience to go up to radiologists and uh, you know um, propose this idea to them. And I didn't know how to remunerate a radio. I didn't even know how to negotiate terms with them. Um, so that was happening for the first decade. So. It wasn't until you know 2013 when I had the confidence. Then, probably in my mid 30s, 
to actually say, hey man, hey look, um, maybe I can set this whole thing up myself. Maybe I can, maybe I can set up this whole infrastructure myself. So it, I think it was a lack of confidence. That's probably what it was wow. in the early years. I also think, you know, like you said, it's a lack of confidence, but it's also at the same time, like you were building up your relationships in the market, you were studying the market, you were also owning your profession, knowing that the clients that you're going to be serving moving forward were your own colleagues as Kairos. So you were going to, you were going to be serving them. So it gave you an opportunity to, like you said, build the relationships with others in your, in the community there, but it also enabled you to like get your, put your 10,000 hours in, in Cairo and really become a chiropractor who built a business. And now, cause to open a second business of any kind, that requires a lot of time, energy, focus, and money. I mean, it's, and here you are already leveraged because you're in your business. So I just love having this conversation with another entrepreneur because again, it, it just goes to show like, even if you don't have confidence, eventually, if you have a vision, you can, you, you like stay with it. Don't give up. I love that you held on to it for 10 years and then you decided to take it. So now you're, now you've been doing it for 10 years. So let's, let's fast forward yeah. a little bit and bring you up. Now we're in 2022. So now you've been running the back clinic for 20 years and the Nate radiology for 10 years, almost. Um, so one of the questions, you know, that I have today is, so how are you helping specifically if I'm a client, so I'm a chiropractor. Okay. I am. Yeah. And you're innate radiology. Like what's it look like for me? If you were to say, Hey, I'm going to hire you or use your services in my clinic. Cause I have a clinic, I have an x-ray unit. Um, what does that look like for that conversation for me as a doctor who's not using innate radiology? Why would I take that next step in working with you? And how are you helping me be more successful and help more people? I'd, I'd love to hear like how that discussion goes. Yeah, Pete, yeah you, you're right. You know, after that confidence, you know, it's, it wasn't just a lack of confidence. You're right. It does take time to build up the networks and to build up, you know, the, the, the knowledge and intelligence. So you're right. So since 2013, uh, we've been helping a lot of Australian chiropractors. And what we bring to the table is we say, look, man, Dr. Pete, you're already referring for x-rays, right? You're already referring for x-rays. How about you join us, our team? You know, you be a part of our team and we pay you for a service that you're already using. And the, the, the payment that we're making is we go, hey, look, Dr. Pete, you've got the infrastructure already set up in your, in your office. And if you don't, for the chiropractors that don't already have their own x-ray facility on site, we can help you with that, right? So that's another added thing, part of our business. We help chiropractors. We make it so easy for them to set up a radiology clinic within their own uh, chiropractic practice and we make it the most cost effective. So part of that time, you know, a lot of time went into building those relationships and I've got those relationships with some of the x-ray suppliers and we've been able to, to provide chiropractors with the most cost effective radiology setup. So we help with that and accreditation and all those things. So the chiropractor really doesn't need to do much. They don't even need to know anything. We bring all that to the table, the intellectual property, the know-how, the experience, the cost effectiveness, we're adding dollars to the chiropractor's bottom line and we're benefiting your patients, Dr. Pete, right? So rather than the chiropractor, rather than the chiropractor charging $150 for an x-ray, in the Australian context, I can say, hey, Dr. Pete, why don't you provide that service to your patients free of charge and focus their attention more on them investing into their chiropractic healthcare, right? And on top of that, we have a team of radiologists that provides you, Dr. Pete, with 
you know, the radiologist report, which gives you confidence, assurance that no pathology is being missed. There's no, no liability on you. So it's a win for you. It's a win for the patient. It's a win for the business. So we bring all of that, you know, um, uh, the know-how, cost effectiveness, money, um, save patients money and time. That's the, that's the business model. I mean, at this point, I'm thinking, all right, why would we not be set up with you and run doing business together? I mean, it doesn't, it makes zero sense other than if a doctor might say, all right, we can charge, we're going to charge more for our x-rays and we're going to, we're going to have our patients pay us out of pocket more than maybe your company could ever be able to, you know, pay us for that. I mean, that'd be the only thing. So to me, it's a no brainer. I mean, you've taken all of the risk out. You have, you know, you've obviously provided the highest level of service. You have professional radiologists doing the reporting. I mean, from all that perspective, to me, it's a no brainer. So in my opinion, we've just got to make sure that we reach every chiropractor in Australia who either has a unit or doesn't yet. And let's make sure we get them set up with one. I mean, you guys have the whole thing set up. So last question is this. So we always think in terms of the four limited resources, you probably heard us talk about that. This you know, all human beings, including CEOs, have four limited resources. We all have a limited amount of time. We all have yeah. a limited amount of energy, a limited amount of focus, and a limited amount of money. I mean, there's, there's a, and so I've heard you tell me that you directly address the money component. You've taken that out of the equation by saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna pay you to take X-rays in your in your facility, and we'll mark them for you." Energy. Hey, it takes a lot of energy. I know for me in my office, like we did more of a, um, like a, a CVP model. So we were taking a lot of films and pre and post films, all this stuff. Like if you were to tell me, Hey, we would, we would help you with that. Like taking, you take the x-rays, we'll take care of like assessment, analyzing and all that and giving you a thorough report on that. That'd be massive for me as an example. So think about saving me time yeah. and energy and focus. It's huge. Or my associate doctors who are doing that. Now you freed me up and my associates to go do the thing that we need to be doing, which is growing the chiropractic business, serving more people at the table, growing the business. I mean, to me, it just, when I think in terms of ROI, that's where my mind goes. Talk, talk to us about that. Like when you think about, I mean, can, do you have visibility into your practices? Once they hire you, are they growing? Are they seeing more people? Are they growing since they start working with innate radiology? I'd love to, to know like what kind of the, some of the results have been for the docs and the clinics that you've been able to help. Yeah, man, um, ROI, uh, the most important question of all, right? So, yeah, so we've already covered things like, you know, saving the chiropractor, the, the energy, uh, the time, the focus. We take all that, all that guesswork out. We run the operation, we help them run the operation, we help them set it all up. So that's all gone. Um, in terms of return on investment on money, look, our chiropractors, look, we've got, we've got chiropractors all around Australia. Uh, I can track, you know, what they're doing, the numbers that they're doing, and they are all growing, right? Uh, at the very least, year upon year, I see chiropractors just maintaining their volume. That's the, that's the very least. No chiropractors are going down. I mean, this business model works. It, it's a win. It's a win-win. It, it doesn't go backwards, right? So, Return on investment, you know, we, I, I, we've seen things like, so let's talk real numbers. 
to do a setup in Australia, it'll cost the chiropractor for a brand new setup installed, fully functional, operational, under $70,000, right? That's a whole radiology setup for a chiropractor under $70,000. Our chiropractors are making a return of, I'd say, 40% minimum to 100% per annum, mm. right? So that's the ROI, 40% minimum to 100% per annum paid monthly, right? So when you look at something like that, Dr. Pete, if you're a chiropractor in Australia, the number one investment right now is what we're talking about. There, there is hardly any investment out there in the market that offers a 40% to 100% return paid monthly per annum, right? When you look at real estate, you look at Bitcoin, you look at the stock market, they're all highly speculative. You need to borrow a lot of money. It can go down anytime. We're talking about a business that pays you cash flow every month and it makes a return of 40 to 100%. I mean, these are real numbers, Dr. Pete, that I can, uh, you know, I, can, I, I keep track of these things. I keep track of these numbers of, of, of all our participating chiropractors. Amazing. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Last question is a bonus question. How do people get in contact with you? How do they learn more? I know we're speaking specifically to, you know, the Australia uh, doctors uh, here. And I know all you U.S. doctors who are probably like me listening, like, how come we don't have anything like this here in the United States? Maybe there's a business <laughs> opportunity. We need to figure it out. Um, but, Maybe. you know, I, I love what you're doing. So, yeah, how, how do we get more, um, in contact with you? More information. Yeah, easy, man. Just call me on my uh, mobile number. Um, I think it's plus six one four one four thirty four ninety eight ninety eight, or just email me omar at innateradiology.com.au. Awesome. Well, Omar, thank you again for uh, who you are and what you're doing to help advance our profession, help more chiropractors, help more people, help our, our CEOs build more remarkable practices so they can have more remarkable lives, having businesses that don't compete with their life, but complement their life and ultimately help us make a bigger impact and a bigger income. And it's not all at the uh, expense of our, our own selves or our team. So I appreciate you. Thank you for what you're doing for our profession. Keep up the great work. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you, hopefully uh, here in the near future, when I get over to uh, Sydney, Australia for one of our upcoming events. And I uh, look forward to meeting you in person. And uh, for all you Remarkable CEOs, Appreciate all of you. And I look forward to being with you again next week on the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.